back to another amazing episode of Rough Sketch of Final Draft. I am Coach Adam, your host, and we are speaking today about some spiritual beliefs and our path in this life as we go and grow through our ups and downs in this world. And of course, I am visited again by our returning amazing guest, Coach Dea. So if you would like to go ahead and introduce yourself to our amazing audience, um, for those who have not heard our past episodes, I will pin those above for you to be able to hear the amazing conversations with this incredible woman. Um, but Dan, please go ahead and take it away. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me here. Second time, it's such an honor. And uh, as always, we have the most amazing conversations. And I know that you know you and I are both so committed to helping change the life of others with what we say because we've lived it, so many of those things, right? So for those of you who don't know me, I'm Coach Dea. I'm a women's empowerment coach, marriage, family, and divorced women's coach. I'm a certified trauma healing facilitator, and I am also an award-winning podcast host. My mission is to connect with people and help connect people, people with others, but first from the place of knowing who you actually are. My motto mm -hmm. is find yourself and everything else will follow. And we're so glad to have you back. We truly, truly are. Your accolades are well-deserved and your path in this life is filled with just love and light. And we're blessed to have you here. So in this journey of us finding ourselves and looking for our path in this life as we carve it out through ups and downs and the challenges that we go through, what type of I would say guidance can you offer just as we kick this beautiful conversation off as far as it goes for finding your inner light? What are some of the most, I think, powerful pieces of advice that maybe we can start with for the audience to be able to kind of chew on for today to start looking on the inner to find that voice? Hmm. I think from my own experience, you know, I didn't come to find what that was until I realized what was outside of me, above from what I knew, meaning yeah. I'm talking about higher power. Um, yeah. Once I understood that there was a higher power, something outside of my control, in some strange way, that's how I was able to finally connect with who I was down to the core, <laughs> knowing that I was a product of creation from above gave me a different type of identity where mm. before I thought, where do I come from? Now I'm adopted. I didn't know my biological family. So right. I always questioned, you know, where is my identity from? Where did I come from? But it wasn't until I paid attention and so appropriate because we were in the love month, right? It wasn't until I paid attention to the love story that God had with me that I understood the power that I possessed by the virtue of having him in my life, through my faith. I love that. Basically leaving the, the fingerprints in our lives of the higher power above. And we kind of, we figure that out through sometimes our moments in life where we're leaving our, our handprints on things. And then we're forced to sometimes look at what this representation is meant to be that is unique to us and where did we come from it starts to become the question that we find within ourselves 
I love that. Do you think that in this journey of self-discovery, that it matters for individuals to (laughs) seek out challenges in life to be able to find themselves? Because I think that challenges sometimes find us and we find that to somehow be difficult to accept in a, in a universe with such a loving presence above us that brought this universe into, into being. We find it challenging mm-hmm. that challenges get brought to us. So should individuals seek wisdom through their challenges? You know, I come to, to learn that the challenges that we face, normally, you know, people would always question God. And people yeah. are doing that when they don't yeah. even believe in God, right? So yeah. what I have learned is that the challenges aren't happening because God is making it happen. You know, I think that there is something about believing in a higher power that says, you know, like you said, ch- challenges happen. Now it's our yeah. choice to grow yeah. from it or drown with it mm. or stay paralyzed by it, Right. If we keep asking ourselves why it happened, most likely we're going to be paralyzed, paralyzed with fear, paralyzed with feeling out of control. But if we ask, what am I supposed to learn from this? I think we place ourselves in a different space. Now, people who are Christians, for example, have a tendency to think that everything that happens that is wrong or a challenge or a tragedy that is at the hands of the enemy. I happen to think that although some things can be, not all things are, because mm. I do believe that God has a way to whisper yeah. something about what we're supposed to do that we haven't yet, about that we have not seen everything we need to see or do everything that we're supposed to do. He, allow, he will allow for the storms to take place. Because think about it. Faith is actually the means by which we bridge our humanity to his divinity. Yeah. You can't access divine power without humility, mm. without have fallen. If we don't fall, we don't seek. If we don't fall, we don't fall down on our knees and look for him. Wow. So it almost feels wow. that divinity, the access to divinity almost feels like depends on the depth of our fall. How deep do we fall that we are so humbled by it that we as souls, spirit, call it what's inside of us actually will make us go, God, help me. I mean, you've seen Mm -hmm. people that have no faith or have no commitment to God in moments of tragedy, moments of pain, deep pain. Ask for him. So I believe that, you know, faith is what allows us to know him. He already knows us, all of us. And so do our challenges, you know, can we use our challenges to get close? I think it's not that we can. I think that we just do. The deeper the fall, the harder the fall. I think that's when most people, even if they don't have a higher power or they're not thinking about it. I mean, how many people do you know that will say, wow, pray for us. I don't even believe in God, but I know you do. So can you pray for me? Right. right. What make people feel that it's that they yeah. know that we get to that point where we have no control of mm. what's going on. You know, I agree. So, That's beautiful. I love the fact that the 
the humility is the bridge between us and our faith towards God. That's just chef's kiss. I love that. That that could be the takeaway from uh, just the beginning of the first half of this. And I, th- I think it's interesting you know, to, to dial it in with the fact that belief in and of itself is such a concept, especially with faith, because if we dial it in, but also take a step back, we have colloquial phrases in the common sense of the world of the modern era today, where it's completely okay to say, believe in yourself, or to have faith in yourself, or to have faith in your friends, or your family, or believe in your friends and family. As soon as you start saying, controversial topics such as a phrase as believe in God or have faith in God triggers are sent off alarm warnings and bells and whistles and the yield signs pop up in everyone's mind like wait 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 but it's okay for you to have faith inside yourself or belief inside yourself that you'll be able to make it for the next 10 years or that you'll be able to make a great life but to have this idea that you have faith in a God or belief in a higher power, somehow that sends off signals. And I find that to be interesting because to be able to believe in yourself, but also see that we're imperfect, that we have our challenges, that we have our growth that we need to do, that we have our stuff that we need to clean up. There are no guarantees. Even in that, when we think about our own journeys, you can believe in yourself all day. And maybe 10 years from now, you look exactly like you do today, your circumstances are exactly the way that they are today. And all of that belief and faith didn't get you anywhere, but it's okay to say it, but don't you dare say that you can't believe in this higher power. But so, and I, I, I find that to be interesting because it shouldn't be an alarm bell for anybody. And I still find that thinking that there isn't something else above us or higher than us, regardless whether or not we call it whatever way. And of course we're, we're a family here that sees all belief structures as beautiful. There, there's not one that isn't out there that um, somehow is upsetting. It's more the fact of just belief in something. The idea that nothing created something is one of the most interesting paradigms and paradoxical ideas ever to be postulated by the 21st century of the modernist, postmodern philosophers of the world, even Immanuel Kant, Rene Descartes, um, you know, Rousseau, anyone, Levinas, none of these philosophers with these incredible thoughts could ever zero this in. So if we're thinking about what to believe in and why, what are some of the things that you've found that faith really does shape our worlds and our beliefs and changes things? Wow. I, I, you know, I was listening to thinking a lot of things here as I'm listening and yeah, <laughs> So, so let there's some distinctions, right, that we need to make. So, I wanted to go back to what you said about faith being, you know, it's okay to have faith in yourself, but then when you think faith in a higher power, and then things don't happen, and you get, how come that didn't help me? I'm in the same place I was before. Yeah. So here's the distinction, um, and and we're saying faith, but we're saying faith for us as God, for people could be the energy, the universe. We are very inclusive here, and we love that everyone has something they believe in. It's just yeah. great that people have something they believe in other than themselves. But the belief in ourselves does not get diminished because it is a byproduct of the abundance that we deserve to have. So when we have faith, and faith is very much conceptual, when we talk about faith in this way, it's conceptual faith. It's the notion that we have trust and belief in a higher power. However, faith in action or the way we execute faith when needed 
when we're called to do so, because when life is no longer uneventful, we're going to be pushed to use that, that higher power. And oftentimes it feels like a disconnect. Yeah. You know, when I was almost yeah. losing my life, as much faith as I had, I wasn't feeling connected with God in that moment. But I though knew that God was there. I just couldn't access him or that or that love, that faith, because I was ill. So I was in pain. I was worried about my children, you know, so but I knew it was there that little bit that we carry. Right. Our humanity. That's what I said. Faith is the bridge between our humanity and his divinity. And so we may not be completely in the, the place of accessing that faith in the moment that we're struggling when life is no longer uneventful. But God is there all the time. And so I felt sustained by that. I could feel the energy, but I still was not able to access it from my perspective as human, as a human being who's now going through pain, fear, despair, sickness. I was not able to access him in the way that he was present. Okay. So um, I feel also that the faith in ourselves, right? It's something that is also something that God wants for us. Uh, it's not separate. Having faith in God is not the same as having faith in ourselves. I think that when you have faith in something other than yourself, when you have a living conviction of a higher power and how things are supposed to be, you don't get to the place where you question why it didn't happen. You get to the mm -hmm. place that says, if it didn't happen, it wasn't meant to be. Yeah. You see, because that's yeah. how it works. Yeah. If we are living in a place from the place that we feel that we got to a certain point and while it didn't happen, we ought to be questioning, you know, or at least understanding that maybe it just wasn't meant to be. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah. could you ask me that question again at the very end? Because I wanted to go back and, and address some of the things you said. But then the final question was that faith, right? What did you ask me? I'm so sorry. I just got like, oh, no. I went off on a tangent. I can't remember the question. I love it. I love it. That, that's, I mean, that's the best part. Yours and more, uh, our conversations here are always so good and just immersive in that regard. So let's, let's tackle it from all ways, but just in what way does the role of faith really kind of shape our lives? Um, and, and you've, you've touched on it, so you can keep digging on it if you'd like to, you, you did, you did answer a portion of it. If you want to keep on going, keep, keep going. Okay. So faith yeah. would be a part of our lives, right? That part of us that trusts in something other than ourselves, that looks at a higher power for a go-to. When you're in the mm -hmm. middle of a storm, we go to that place of seeking answers. And we, in the end, should have conviction that, you know, hopefully we'll get the answer. Hopefully we'll find ourselves in places of uh, healing, acceptance, and all of those things. But we know that when, when faith it's difficult to access when faith and action happens. It's not easy. It's not like, oh, I have faith and therefore everything is going to be okay. It feels very tragic, actually. Yeah. It's an experience yeah. that it's, it, I know, I'm sure you've heard the word let go and let God, letting go in a moment when you have no control. It's, 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 it feels like you're out of control. But yet yes. in the end, things seem to, right? So faith yeah. kind of acts as, ahead of us. It's yeah. almost as if people say everything that's supposed to happen will happen and everything is going to be okay. We can't see it. We can't access it. That's why yeah. I'm saying that faith takes yeah. a part in our lives. The way we deal with faith is from a conceptual perspective. From conceptual perspective, we can decide ahead of time that our faith will carry us through. 
But the fact of the matter is when life is no longer uneventful, whether you're dealing with a tragedy or trauma or a loss of any kind, <laughs> that could be questioned. Faith will be in question for you as a human, but yet will still allow you to bridge divinity to humanity, to our human nature, to our human inability to see, to see what we need to see, to be in control. That's why he's God and we're not. <laughs> you know <laughs> what I mean? So That's I think right. it plays a part. Right. It plays a part in different ways. You know, it, it all stemmed from how much do we allow faith to take that place? How much are we letting our own humanity stand before divinity? Are hmm. we resisting? Are we allowing it? Are we trusting wholeheartedly, even when we can't see? Because faith is seen without, you know, believing without seeing. And yeah. are we able to do that? I think it depends on what's going on. I love that. I just love that. I think that that's just a fantastic breakdown. And I, I, to continue on about the fact that faith is such a perception changer. I love what you've done with the conceptualization of literally taking the intangible conceptual idea of this phrase that we all think colloquially wise in an adage way or some sort of a... Um, 21st century phrase that this idea of faith is really, we can make it tangible in an interesting way and compartmentalize it into an interesting way in which we can actually really work with it. And just like our world, as far as it goes for our health, our health goes up and down. So it makes total sense that our faith might go up and down with life as well. Um, I'm thinking about it from almost like a physical standpoint for people who are listening as well to kind of ground it into something that's reality our physical fitness, right, can even go up and down. If you go to the gym every single week, you know, religiously in that regard to, uh, of course, keep the whole entire synonym going on, but then you fall off for maybe a month or two. If you come back into that gym that month afterwards, after the time in between, you will be a little bit more sore. The workouts will be a little bit more challenging, but you haven't given mm -hmm. up and you are not capable of working out anymore. Faith can be, right, as for every visual learner out there and thinking about this as an abstract thought, we can see that. That, of course, our faith will be tested. It will go up and back and forth. And as long as we are flexing those muscles, though, that internal muscle with the idea of our spiritual faith and continually keeping our mind that way, our perceptions will grow that direction. It was a... Um, a famous technique that we use in NLP, neuro-linguistic programming. And one of the things is that we have the um, individual who we're coaching and, and our clients in, in that regard during our sessions. We have them look around the room and we tell them that highly successful people um, can usually pick out, and we say whatever particular color, right? This is an exercise for a, a humbleness and a perception way to grow them. Everyone in the room, close your eyes for a few minutes. And uh, any, anything that you see before you look around the room, anything that has a color blue, go ahead and close your eyes. And you know, as they have their eyes closed, we're letting them know that studies have shown that anyone who sees many, many objects that are you know, the color blue are highly successful individuals. We have them open up their eyes. And we say, open up your eyes now. And we say, okay, how many objects did you see that were green? And it's always one of those kind of funny moments because their whole entire mind was trying to think about blue, 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 blue. And then you can even call them out and say, how many objects in the room were you trying to think of that weren't even blue, that you were hoping were kind of blue, that you were trying to because you wanted to be perceived as highly successful? And it's one of those humbling moments where it's like, ha ha, that's really fun because they'll even admit like, oh, that green bookcase over there, I was trying to think that was blue because I wanted to be perceived as someone that was successful. 
So faith is an interesting perception changer that when your mind is looking for blue books, when they're looking for faith and having faith in you and having faith inside yourself, our worlds radically change. Our views of our life and those things around us are altered in such magical ways. So to that kind of a, a expansion of things, where do we go, I think, sometimes to maybe even grow our perceptions and our faith and our strength in our in our walk with our lives, with our higher self and our higher power? We can get a bit woo-woo right now for the audience. I know that you have so much wisdom to give. So allow yourself to just go with this one, Dea. Um, you know, one thing that I that I keep remembering is that if you put a thousand people in a room who have faith, yeah. Yeah. the frequency in that room is higher. And yeah. it's different than if you are in a room with people who don't. So mm. we know that the, the power of believing in something beyond ourselves you know, gives us this opportunity to, you know, choose to live with conviction. And I think that when we allow ourselves to trust outside of what we can see and grasp, we're much more likely to position ourselves for greatness. Yeah. Because if we accept that we don't have all the answers, we don't know everything there is to know, but there is something somewhere, whether it be God, the universe, energy, we are saying, I am going to position myself for greatness. I can position myself to receive from the unknown. Faith is believing without seeing. Mm-hmm. And whether your faith is in you know, a, a, a life event or if you put your trust in, in, in someone, you know, if, you, if you put something trust outside of yourself, meaning I'm willing to do whatever it takes. I don't have all the answers. So maybe it's a system that you've got to rely on, right? It's yeah. giving, giving permission to be a part of something outside of yourself from a place of no control. And if yeah. you look at it that way, you know, and if you obviously if that's about spirituality, you're also giving trust. You are standing on that bridge between your humanity, your inability as a human, right? We're flawed. We're created perfectly in his image, but yet imperfect. And the reason yeah. for that is because the other side of it is that when we have faith and we believe in things that we can't yet see, it's a way to surrender to a power mm. that we don't know anything about, right? But we, <laughs> we accept it, we become a part of it, and therefore uh, we are putting ourselves in the place of receiving, right? Receiving, receiving. And when we can receive, we can also believe in ourselves because yeah. what God wants for us is abundance. Emotional abundance, spiritual abundance, financial abundance. So when we say we have to believe in ourselves, we're not saying is the faith we're talking about. It's not the faith that is the bridge to divinity. We're talking about a gift. You know, think about if you have a puppy, right? Mm. And you love that puppy (laughs) and you want that puppy to be happy. And if that puppy starts scratching his paw and bleeding, you're going to feel hurt and bad and you're going to want him to to do better. I think yeah. of the relationship with God that I have and I'm not saying everybody is the same way, but I always pay attention to that love story. The love yeah. story that he has with me. The way that I love my children and I want them to succeed. I want them to be happy. I want them to have everything they deserve. You yeah. see we're given that gift. We're given the gift of being able to declare and decree 
victory over every area of our lives. And so I think it's not the same type of faith that we have in him, hmm. but a byproduct of the faith we have in him. So when we trust in, in, and believe wholeheartedly in a higher, higher power, in turn, we also receive the gift of having the ability, right? The Bible says, you know, if God is within you, where you are, he is. Right. And so that becomes something that is within you. The ability yeah. to declare, decree victory, to feel abundant. And, and obviously, God also says, do your part and I will help you. So we're talking about, I mean, some people may say, okay, you can manifest things and then... Yeah. You do things to make it happen. You need to take an action. It's the same concept to do your part yeah. and I will help. I mean, you can manifest a dream. You can pray about something. You could tell God, I need a help with this job. I need to, I would need help finding the right relationship. But loud and clear, it'll be the next step, which is wait on mm. me. Live in the waiting, doing more for yourself. Work on your temple, work on yourself so that when that king arrives, you're ready. You see, mm -hmm. it's all about readiness, too. I think the process of faith is a preparation, a preparation yeah. to receive something from a place of the unknown, right? <laughs> so I do think that when we are living in faith, we are positioning ourselves for greatness. And I'm not wow. limiting it to Christianism. I'm, limiting, limit, I'm, not, I'm actually thinking that it's more about, it's all of it. It's not one thing or the other. And even in, when you think about in terms of culture, right, how one culture can complement the other. Humanity yeah. is a puzzle, right? So everything is a part of everything. Everything complements everything. One thing can strengthen the other. One belief can strengthen another. And we can find also, I, I mean, I deal with people like that all the time. I know people from different cultures, completely different cultures. We are women yeah. that are supporting one another, understanding each other as mothers, as women doesn't matter what our culture is. It doesn't matter what belief we're in. I think that I'm talking about faith as a universal thing <laughs> without boundaries, without race, without culture. It is that unity. The one thing that binds us again from humanity to divinity. True. We are all children of this universe. We are sons and daughters of this solar system. I'm with you. I am. I am. And I know that you are such a positive, positive effect on so many souls out there. And I just always want to send love and light and blessings to you. I could keep on going on and on about that. Um, you know how much I love you and respect you. And I want to circle back because I believe I was touched by many of these things that you just got done saying. I think I've got goosebumps from some of the things that you just shared there. So let's circle back to some of these moments. I believe that faith as preparation is maybe one of the highlights that I've ever even heard anyone say about faith in my entire life about the idea of like the overnight millionaire is the person that basically you didn't see the 10 years of preparation that got up to that spot that overnight they're in the place that became the, the actual millionaire faith is preparation. That's huge. in that manifestation, that's beautiful. Just again, chef's kiss on that one. And I would love to circle back to one of the points that you said that I, I, there's two, but this is the first one. And this is going to be a question for you. How can we do this better? Because what you said about, I can position myself in a place to receive. 
How can we do that, Dan? How can we do that and do that better? Please expand upon that. That was just beautiful. How can I position myself in a place to receive? That's amazing. So remember that as people, we are body, mind, heart, and soul, right? All of those things are interconnected. And one obvious place is what comes from the mind, right? We're talking about faith. We're talking about belief. Belief is your mind, right? It's something, it's a mindset. So when you think of mindset, now I'm going to jump from spirituality to neuroscience. And, you know, neuroscience says that we are capable of creating new brain pathways through thoughts, habits, and behavior. How do we do that, though, is what precedes all of those things is language, whether it be verbal or an expression, an extension of what you do, whether it's through art, music, or work, any way that you express yourself that's an extension of who you are down to the core becomes a language, right? So I think that it's the simplest way is to use words, right? So I believe that when we are positioning ourselves to receive, to even feel that we're worthy of receiving something, we need to be saying the right things about ourselves. I'd love to talk about the subject of being positioned to receive because I believe that in order to be positioned to receive, we must feel, uh, first of all, we must use the right language, right? It's what we say to ourselves about ourselves, right? Because sometimes we can sabotage our own happiness by saying the wrong things, not using the right words, not using the right language. Um, Some of which is probably almost it's subconscious, right? From past lives, from past experiences, from past uh, traumas, right? Triggers. Mm -hmm. Maybe the core values weren't really in the right place. Um, Things that we acquire along the way, right? The second thing is, you know, we must have emotional humility. How else are we able to tap into something we don't know if we're coming from a place of, well, if I don't know, it doesn't exist, right? So that emotional humility is the means by which we allow ourselves to be vulnerable, imperfect, teachable, um, humble. And therefore, we are in a place where the lessons will present themselves and we will learn them. Otherwise, we won't learn them. We won't walk out of an experience grasping something that we didn't know. Um, It's kind of like when the kids say, well, I didn't learn anything at school. (laughs) I'm going to school to learn, right? Well, I didn't learn anything in school. No, we're here to learn. Whether you already know a lot of things, it doesn't matter. You're still learning. And the third part of it would be feeling... uh, as a worthy recipient feel Mm. do you feel deserving right and that's a tricky thing because the feeling of feeling deserving comes from a lot of it stem from your own sense of self-worth right and either Mm. there's people who feel completely entitled to receiving but there are people who feel deserving the people who feel deserving most likely have done a lot of deep work okay It, it allows you to know in other words for you to know with certainty that you deserve something, you must have experienced lack. Yeah. Okay. It, yeah. It, the, the thing about, yeah. about these processes is that it's much like peace. Everybody wants to experience peace, but what they don't realize is the pursuit of peace is not peaceful, meaning you have to work to get there. So for you to feel deserving, most likely you've been in a, in a, some point in time in your life, you've gone without. You've gone to struggle without something that made you feel like, 
wow, I, I, I should have had, had that or I deserve to have that. And that feeling of it's a mixture of sorrow, sadness, lack, void, right? Eventually becomes a stepping stone to learning, to receiving, accepting that you deserve more, that you deserve better. Okay. But without faith, without positioning yourself in a place that you're going to be receiving from the unknown, there's no way of accessing that. Right. Unless we experience what it is to surrender in a way that involves, yes, you're surrendering, you're giving up control, but you're also receiving other things that you know nothing about. And I'm going to tell you a little story to illustrate that. Yeah. So imagine if, yeah. imagine if the process of positioning yourself to receive had to do with a physical life event. So let mm. me place you in a dark forest in the middle of nowhere. You don't even know where you are. It's dark. You can't even see in front of you. You know there's a body of water in front of you, but you have no idea how to get to the other side. You know you have to get to the other side. You also know there are rocks just underneath the surface of the water in which mm. you have to step onto. The problem is it's dark and you don't know where to put your foot. So immediately as humans, we're going to say, oh, I can't, I, I can't be in this position. I mean, I'm too vulnerable here. I don't know where I am. It's too dark. I can't see. How am I supposed to get to the other side? Well, here's the thing. On the other side of this body of water, there's going to be everything that you need. Hmm. Maybe some of the things you want, but definitely everything that you need. So you sit there for a moment and you fight with yourself. You feel insecure. You don't feel deserving. You sabotage the opportunity because it just doesn't look like something you know. It yeah. feels so foreign yeah. that you don't want to deal with. But yet it's something that you need to do. So guess what happens? At some point in time, the desire to get more, the desire to know more, even from a place of the unknown, call it could be through faith or some other thing, you say to yourself, you know what? I bet I could do this. I'm going to push mm -hmm. myself and do it, even mm -hmm. though it feels strange. I'm positioning myself to receive from the unknown. I'm in complete darkness. So yeah. guess what happens? Now you're taking yeah. an action. You make a decision to do something about it. And you pick your foot up. But when you pick your foot up and you look at the body of water, that first stone under the surface of the water lights up. Mm. One. Not all of them. One of them. So you step yeah. onto that stone. The next thing is going to happen, you're going to pick the other foot up and now another stone. Now that stone may be over there, you know, may not be in front of you. You're going to find your way there. And when you get to the other side, everything yeah. that you need will be there for you. That is positioning, the illustration of positioning yourself to receive. Some of the things that you've envisioned might be there. Some of the things that you've wanted might be there. But everything mm -hmm. that you need will mm -hmm. definitely be there. So that's the illustration for positioning yourself to receive from the unknown. I love that scene, Mitch. It's such a good visualization. Fam, if you're enjoying this, leave a comment down below for the amazing day. I absolutely love that visualization and just enjoy that. Hit repeat on this a million times. Leave a like for that one. I, it reminds me, it's such a good feeling with that visualization of the idea of being guided by the light and faith in the way in which we're talking about it today, I think is starting to 
even elevate my thought process around this conceptual idealization of this word that we have, that it really relates so much to trust. It's somewhat synonymous with belief. At the same time, it's really trust because trust is also one of those things that's an intangible, right? And the idea mm. as well, so I kind of, from the outside looking in, you know, the looking glass here for the audience as well. And the fact of think about our own lives, fam, in the regard of whether or not we're growing and whether or not what we're going to do with our lives. We don't have it scripted out. I mean, the last time, I mean, leave, leave it down in the comments down below. If, if when you walk outside every single day in the heavens above, in the clouds is written, today you need to do this signed the heavens, right? For the most part, we're getting a chance to live our lives and script our own world, our own particular way. And because it's us that's going through our lives and directing ourselves, it's going to take faith. It's going to take traits like trust, willpower to continue on. And we're going to have to have a belief. And perhaps we're surrounded by ourselves in our healing journey as well, as Day and I are there and hold space and coach others that are going through their challenging spots where we're surrounded sometimes in our lives by individuals that do not see the grace and the light within us. They don't see our higher qualities. They don't see our higher potentials, though we have these dreams inside of us. So in order to achieve those dreams in the midst of the darkness that ties into Dea's beautiful story is that we need to learn how to have faith within ourselves to be able to be that guiding light from within to trust that our story is the story that we want to live, which turns and matures and maturates into this thing that we call belief. And then we are able to take action on our lives and the more faith that we have in our dreams and in ourselves and connected to our source in that regard will usually be the heading of our sail through our biggest storms in life. And we will arrive at the other side of the shore, which ties in beautifully to just day is amazing, amazing visualization there. And I think the power of surrender was going to be the second question that I was going to come about anyways. And you touched on it just magnificently. You just did. And the, one of the key phrases that I love that you had said is that the pursuit of peace is not peaceful. I, I find peace in that. I actually find peace in that beautiful phrase of wisdom that you just poured for us. So fam, as always, leave, leave, a, leave a heart for that one. That's just a beautiful piece of, of wisdom right there. And that faith is preparation and our pursuit of peace is not peaceful. I think those are some takeaway moments for this amazing audience as they listen to you pour forth your heart's wisdom. And I think and in, in that addition, sense, please dive in. I was going to say, dive in and dig into those more. So in addition, you know, the reason why I made yep. that mention about peace is because I feel that, that, you know, the process of surrender is, is, it's almost like, it's really not up to us. A lot of yeah. things are not up to us yeah. in the end, the end result, I mean, right? We can show yeah. up and do the work. And I wanted to share another story with you, if I may, because, Please okay, do. so as as a little disclaimer, the story that I told before, I created that story, that, that image in my head, because that's what helped me understand my process of surrender. The next story I'm going to tell you, it's a story that I learned. I don't know the author to the story. I'm going to give credit to the unknown, but it's not my story. But I translated. I translated to English so you could understand because I thought 
It was such a beautiful, powerful story about trusting yeah. wholeheartedly, right? Trusting God wholeheartedly. So picture this. So this man is asleep in the middle of the night or kind of half asleep. He wasn't fully awake. And there's a story about faith because we're mm -hmm. talking about spirituality and faith. I thought it would be appropriate. So he, he's Absolutely. awoken in the middle of the night by this really bright light, right? And when he sits up on the bed, there's God standing before him. And God says mm -hmm. to him, I came here to ask you to do something for me. Will you do it? Now, the man had mm -hmm. faith. So he said, yes, whatever you want me to do, God, I will do it. So God says, okay, I have placed a boulder in front of your front door. You cannot get out of the front door because it's blocking your way out. Okay. Yeah. And what I want to do is every day leave from the back of your back door, go around the front of your house. And I want you to get up every day and push that rock every day from dusk to dawn, from dawn to dusk. I don't care what you have to do. You have to Every waking hour, obviously, he'll go to sleep at night, but every waking hour, I want you out there doing exactly what I said. Push it and push it and push it and push it. So the man did that. He got up every day, went to the front, and pushed the rock as hard as he could. He did it mm. for so long that soon hours became days and weeks and years. And three years down the road, and he was out there through all seasons of life, you know, winter, summer. What's the order? Winter, spring, summer, and fall. Right. And go. he was yeah. out there. Doesn't matter if it was rainy, if it was snowing or windy, he did it. He did exactly what he said to God. He promised God mm -hmm. and he kept his promise. However, three years later, he started to get tired, like we do yeah. in life, right? Yeah. We start to get weary. And he says, Oh, I don't know. I'm just a little tired. And of course, the minute he had doubt, the enemy showed up, right? Yeah. There was a spot. A little bit of doubt in the enemy said, well, where's this God that, that you talk about? Your faith, you know, you said your faith was so strong. And now you're here doing everything he said. He doesn't show up. He's not here. And furthermore, you haven't moved an inch. You're here pushing this rock and nothing happened. You didn't change a thing. So the man stops for a moment and he said, well, I did what he asked me to do, but you know what? Maybe... I would still do what he wants me to do, but maybe I'll do it part-time. I would do it half mm -hmm. of the day. And the other half of the day, I'll go back to doing what I was doing before. God asked me to follow him. God asked okay. me to do these things and I promised him. But now I'm yeah. like, oh, maybe I shouldn't do it full-time. I'll do it part-time. I'll do part-time, right. I'll do me. And the other rest of the time, I'll do what God asked me to do. Right. But because he, had, yeah, because he had faith, he said, you know what? I'm going to talk to God first. So he prays, yeah. right? He prays. Yeah. And when he's praying, God shows up. God shows up in the room at night. And he said, why did you call me here? He says, well, I wanted to tell you that I, I did everything you asked me to do. And I've been doing this for three years. I'm very frustrated. I don't see any change. I didn't change anything. I, and he says, what are you talking about? There have been changes. I mean, look at your body. You're strong. You're chiseled. You're, you have a tan. You, you, you're, you're so much more resilient because you mm -hmm. did exactly what I asked you to do. You followed yeah. everything that I asked you to follow. So you're definitely different. You're definitely stronger. And he says, well, that may be so, but I didn't change anything. I didn't even move the rock. Hmm. And God says, oh, yeah, the rock. That's my job. <laughs> I love yeah. that. I move the rock. You see, so faith is. Faith is, requires us to show up and work. 
faith requires us to do the work. We have to show up and do the work. The rest is up to God. The rest is up to whatever it is that is meant to be. What's on the other side? You see, when we pick up the foot, we're pushing the rock. When we're picking yeah. up our foot in spite of the fear, in spite of the fear, we have courage, enough courage to go towards the unknown and trust that if we only do what we're asked to do, that we're going to end up landing somewhere that will be our next step and so on and so forth. See, faith isn't something that will give you the answers in the moment that you ask. Hmm. We're never going to receive the answers without the lesson. Wow. Because the reason why we are placed on earth imperfect is because if we were perfect, there would be no need for faith. We hmm. wouldn't need God. We wouldn't seek him. Most people will seek God when life is no longer uneventful. Mm. Some of us have been taught to love God from the beginning. You know, the value of spirituality is something that is imparted to people early on. So some of us are born into it, but the execution of faith requires life experience and a life that has challenges. Because when there is no challenge, we will only think of faith as conceptual. The only time we're going to experience the process of faith this process of surrender, the process of believing without seeing is when we are asked to trust without the answer. When we're asked to stand in darkness without the answer and believe that mm. whatever happens is what God wants. Some of the things that are part of what God has in store for us, we know nothing about. And we may not even agree with what is meant for us. Hmm. But the rock, he moves. We don't move the rock. God does. I love that. I love that. I think that's the best. It's just this idea that, oh, yeah, the rock. <laughs> that's The lesson is, is the fact that God is always making sure that we're being developed and shaped into what is going to be best, no matter what. Everything else then is just a challenge, a concern, a, a hurdle to overcome in the midst of us becoming our most refined selves in the end. Interesting. And isn't it, isn't it easy in the truest sense to really see it clearly when it's just presented in a loving, safe space in a manner in this regard that individuals who either appreciate the challenges or who are in their struggle with the struggles, right? That's a, that's a, a struggle with the struggle versus those who are appreciating the struggles, that it really comes from a place of that gratitude. And gratitude, mm -hmm. I'm going to circle back to quote the amazing Dea. I'll introduce you to her. She's amazing. Is the fact of this, the power of surrender. Because if we surrender our ego, our expectations that the challenges that I want to do the way that I want to do them, when I want to do them and how, and I want the results that I want the way that I want them, when I want them and how, if we can get rid of our ego, our arrogance, and that sense of demanding that the expectations go exactly this way, we surrender to the fact that there's a process and that the process is actually better than even our expectations that we have laid out before ourselves. Because again, I'll humbly take a step back. Last time I checked, my, my soul may be eternal. Our souls, yours and mine's, we're eternal. We're all eternal beings, though this flesh bag only has a terminus. 
for a certain amount of time, I can't necessarily perceive a million years from now. I can't, you know, I'm, I'm legitimately, we're limited by what we're in at this particular point in time in this sphere, this realm of this octave of the level of enlightenment that we carry within us all in the humble sense we can grow at the same time to be able to forecast a hundred years from now perfectly has yet to be able to be done by a human intellect exactly to the exactement in that regard. We humble ourselves in the process, understanding that the best that we can do is what we have with today. And that's what we can free for the most part manage. And even that sometimes is a day-to-day struggle as many of us on the out there in the world are going to relate to day-to-day sometimes is a struggle. So isn't it humbling to understand that a hundred years to understand a hundred years from now might be a struggle too. So in that sense of removing this expectation, this weight, I found that it was amazing when I got rid of my ego, when I conquered that inner self, when I got rid of the arrogance and everything else like that, it was a huge weight lifted from our shoulders. You're taking off the backpack. You're on your hike. You're still going to the top of Mount Everest, but now you're not carrying the 200 pound pack. Now, right now you've got a hundred pound pack. You've just got your necessities, the the bread and water and your, 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 your tent in that regard. I think it's much better in that regard. It frees you up for your faith to be able to see the process. So again, and you know what it is, you know why the backpack is heavy because perception yeah. Perception is heavy. Perception is different than perspective. And the yeah. reason why I want to make that distinction here, because I think that for those of us, and we it's not that we shouldn't have expectations. Expect right. great things. Okay. Sure. Expect <laughs> great things because it's important to expect great things. God wants us to be abundant in all areas of our lives. We don't want to walk around saying, you know, diminishing the value. What we want to do those access those the things that are valuable to us, deserving something from a place of value, not from a place of lack, right? Thank One God. of my mentors, Dr. Michelle McKinney Hammond says, never living a life out of void and, mm. and accessing things because you don't want to, for example, being in a relationship because you don't want to be alone. That's out of void. Out of yeah. value is being with the right person at the right time. You see, that's a mm. different story altogether. So I think yeah. that for those of us who are looking to look outside of ourselves to receive the the guidance, right? To receive the signs, the you know the signs and wonders, right? We are yeah. looking to see that rejection. Anytime something doesn't work out, anytime something doesn't come to pass. So ten years from now, if you say, "Well, that didn't happen," yeah. that place that allows us to say because it wasn't meant to be, it's a place of release. Yeah. Rejection is really, rejection is what was meant to happen that you thought was meant to happen wasn't meant to happen, and that's why it didn't happen. It's right. the same thing that says, well, you're late for something because something ahead of you that you couldn't see didn't want you to be in that, um, you know, you weren't meant to be in that place at that time. For yeah. us, our perception says, well, I was late because blah, 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 or I'm going to look like I don't, you know, that I'm not punctual. We have all these little stories about what's happening, but we actually don't know what's happening. I'm telling you from this place that I went so far into the edge of my life that that moment showed me the one thing I didn't know before, that really we truly have no control outside of ourselves. The only thing we can control is how we take part. And I heard something beautiful. I don't know who this quote is by. It says it's not really about the size of the storm even. It's about how you choose to dance in the rain. Mm -hmm. And that says it all. 
right? Because even though it's not easy, it, do, it sounded so beautiful and romantic, but just think about it, dancing in the rain, being drenched in water, cold, right? These are challenging times, but dancing in the rain in a sense that it says, you know, we have to go through it. <laughs> to go through it, we really have to go through it, right? There is no breakthrough without a breakdown. There is no getting to the other side without hitting a wall. There's got to be something that stops us. And I say our stops, our steps, the obstacles are meant and designed for you to get stronger. I mean, why is it that the butterfly is inside a cocoon in the dark and tight, right? Yeah. The tighter the cocoon, the darker the cocoon, the more brilliant the wings will be, the more beautiful the flight will be. And yeah. I think that if you actually open the cocoon before the time the butterfly dies, right? Isn't that what they say? So think right. of yourself as this, as an as um, an object of transformation. I don't know if the object is the right word. I'm going to say object very gingerly. We are sure. beings that are in transformation, right? Indeed. Every single thing that happens to us if we absorb it as it's meant to be, it's meant for us. It's not happening to us, as they say. Again, not a phrase of mine, but I've heard this mm -hmm. and I thought it was beautiful. It didn't happen to you, it happened for you. Somebody yeah. said that, I think, in the churches, yeah. they say that very common. Um, right. And what that means is that it's all designed for a greater good. You know, the Great. moment you realize, look around, you know, look around. If you've ever been to the mountains of, in Arizona or uh, if you've ever watched a moonrise, like I did this past summer, I was watching mm. the sunset. And as soon as it got dark, I looked over behind the other mountain. There was this moon that was just enormous. And I was like, ah, how can we not believe that there is something greater than ourselves? I mean, look around at every little detail. I saw the other day on my walk, the smallest flower I've ever seen in my life. When I mean small, I mean, I actually had to see, is that really a flower? And when I looked closer, it was the smallest, but most perfect. I took a picture of it and I zoomed in the picture. Mm. And I was like, this is perfection, as small as it can be. There are many <laughs> smaller glimpses of perfection that we ought, maybe you're not paying attention, you know, but pay attention. There is more, you know, there's Great. more. Find that beauty around us. I, uh, again, I'm going to want you to go deeper and unpack one of the beautiful phrases that I've, I've heard. This has just been an amazing episode today of you just throwing out these amazing conceptions that our stops are our steps. I love that. That's absolutely just beautiful that these moments that are going to be the brick walls that we end up hitting are actually meant there to be turned into our staircase. I love that concept. Please go about that a little bit further, Dea. That's beautiful. And that is my phrase, by the way. I didn't hear that anywhere else. I, I give I will give credit to everybody. And I've learned so many beautiful things for so many people, but I do take credit for my own, your stops I love it. or your steps. I love it. It's because, yeah. you know, we look at the obstacles as attacks. Yeah. We're missing his whispers. Yeah. Okay. Sometimes yeah. the very thing that stops us in our tracks, it's a reminder of how far we've come. Because, see, there are times in people's lives where they don't even have the ability to recognize certain things, right? They go with the wrong relationship, the wrong situation, because they themselves don't have the ability. 
to position themselves to receive from a place of, I deserve better, right? Yeah. So the fact that you actually can identify when yeah. something doesn't resonate with you is a plus. It's not yeah. necessarily an attack. It's actually God's way of saying, look at where you are now. Now you have yeah. an opportunity to take this thing that may not feel comfortable, may not be, may not be resonating with you. And what are you going to do about it? That's when action takes place. So do your part. God will do the rest. Push the rock and God will move the rock. Push the rock every day with all your might. The stops are your steps. So the, remember, he placed the rock in front of his front door, in front of his house. That is this for us. The yeah. front door of his house was the man's heart. <laughs> the seasons of life, what we go through in life, the seasons of our own lives, the struggles, the triumphs, the challenges, the accomplishments, those are the seasons of life. And when the man said, push it with all your might, he was saying, trust in me 24-7. The man wanted to go back to, I'm going to go live my life the other way, half the time, right. part time. And then I'll mm. do what God says the other the rest of the time. So he yeah. was going to trust God part time. And the enemy came in, right? When we have doubt, when we doubt, when we have, when we don't have conviction, something yeah. will come and distract us. The enemy isn't the devil with the horns, with the trident, all red. Mm. You know what it is? It's a job, a relationship, a car. Mm. It's a situation. There are things that distract us from our destiny. And I think if we stay focused, that the challenges aren't meant to destroy us. They are meant yeah. to strengthen us. We're going to look at life differently. And we're going to push through enough to come on the other side. I know that you know people who've gone through the most horrific challenges only to come out on the other side. Absolutely. Like us. <laughs> We've been through that. We're going through our transformation right. process, and we're, we're yeah, we're doing our humble best as always, fam. Hold us accountable to, uh, to right? Isn't that why we're here, doing yeah. what we're doing? Because Absolutely. our stops are our steps. I became a women's empowerment coach, marriage, family, and divorced women's coach because I was divorced twice, yeah. and what I learned about myself through that relations through those relationships led me to I want to help other women. I never yeah. knew that I was going to be doing this, you know, now because many right. years ago I was under and I couldn't see this. In fact, it was imparted to me by one of my mentors, Dr. Michelle McKinney-Hammond. And she said years ago this time someday is going to be a ministry of sorts. You're going to help women. And let yeah. me tell you how absolutely incredible it is. It's um I started by reading a book Right? I was so wanting answers and I was just ready to give up. And I said, God, please send me a book, a video, a mentor, whoever. And I find this book, this beautiful book by the name of He Speaks, I Listen. And that's by Dr. Hmm. Michelle McKinney Hammond. And I was hanging on to dear life to this book and, and had enough courage. I mustered enough courage to go to her and say, hey, I read your book and, and it's beautiful. And it, oh, it just, thank God I had this book because it yeah. was so hard then. Fast forward six years later, I am a part of, I'm one of the elders of her ministry. I mm. am actually moderating a panel in one of her uh, conferences coming up this May. And I look at all of this and I say, this is what faith does. See, faith says, you don't see it, but show mm. up, be consistent. Your stops are your steps. Everything that broke you was designed 
to highlight the parts of you that no one could see, not even myself. I couldn't see. You see, but he could. God could. So that's where the part of surrender comes in. You know, surrender. (laughs) Believe, even when you can't see it. There's something greater than we can see. Way greater. I think there's a saying that says God has been in rooms that and has been in rooms where conversations were about us that we will never know what they were. But he does. And that's where faith comes in. We push the rock. He'll move the rock. (laughs) Oh, yeah. That rock. That's right. I love that. That's one of the takeaways from this from my life. I always gain something from our wonderful conversations, whether it's here or elsewhere. I know this amazing family does as well. There's so many members here that absolutely think the world of you as well. So thank you again for just being you and for showing up and for being a part of this incredible journey for the Rough Sketch of Final Draft family as we continue now into season three. I love you for being a part of this more than you know. And of course, shout outs to um, Leonore, who thinks the absolute world of you. I know that she won't mind me um, saying that out loud to everybody. She knows that. She's in your comments Isn't all the time. She, she loves it. She, she thinks the absolute she, she, world She loves the community that of coaches, and she's so graceful, <laughs> and it's so, so sweet. This is That's why right. you and I do what we do, right? Because it's it's about connection. It's about it you know connecting with people. I think that one of the things that I love Correct. when I work with people, I always remind them it doesn't have to be perfect, okay? It's really about managing our imperfections. So many people think they need to be fixed. We don't need yeah. to be fixed. We don't no. need to be fixed. We need to be accepting. True. But accepting in a way that says, you know, I accept the assignment of my soul. What mm. does God want me to do here? You know, what does mm. he want me to see? The stops are your steps. My two failed relationships, two failed marriages, now have strengthened me to strengthen others. God can turn a mess into a message, a test into testimony. Not my words, but beautiful, right? So profound. Your stops are your steps. If that one thing that broke you now can be the catalyst to someone else's triumph. And I think that when we show up authentic, right, we show up humbly. We hold a very special key to someone else's prison door. You know, yeah. We won't be able to talk about the fire we're in when we're in it, but when we come yeah. out on the other side, we can say, okay, here's the key. I did it here. Now it's your turn. It's yeah. to stand in with others, stand in for others. Agreed. Agreed, agreed. I love it. And as always, as we're wrapping up here, Towards the end of the episode, if there's ever anything that any of my guests ever want to bring up before we sign off, let them know where they can find you. Um, Give us some words of encouragement, wisdom, and faith and love as you always do as we wrap this up. And I just want to thank you as always, Dea. So take it away. Okay. So the way you can find me is by um, connecting with me on Instagram at coachingwithdea. Dea spells D-E-A, coaching with Dea. And I have on my bio a link with all of my contacts, my website, my Facebook page, and things that I do, interviews and whatnot. Um, What do I want to leave you with? You've given us so much already. Since we were talking about, yeah, since we were talking about faith, 
since we're talking about believing without seeing. Mm-hmm. I think that I would hope everybody would give God a chance. Mm-hmm. Because I feel that God is always there, right? But we have to allow him in. And again, when we pick up our foot, the rock will light up. That's that surrender that, that if we show up, God will show up too for you. He's always there, but he works. He works. He always works. But sometimes we're trying to do the work for him. So rest, rest in him. If you don't know how to get to him, pray about it. Ask for the things that you want and need. And it will it'll unfold. You know, in my most desperate time, when I said, send help, <laughs> I found the book, the video, the mentor. Everything started unfolding just right. Ask and you yeah. shall receive, as they say, right? So right. Um, find you, find you, and everything else will follow. Find you. Your stops are your steps. Love it. There, we will leave all of the links down below. Fam, go follow her. Go support her. She's amazing. She's changing lives. She's such a beautiful soul. We thank you again, Dea. Thank you. And thank you to this amazing thank family. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Always. Love you. Love you, fam. Have a great day, everybody. Cheers. Bye.